Hello, everybody. This is Terry, podcast editor. Sadly, Rachel and Becky couldn't do an episode this week. But instead of uh, leaving a blank week, we decided to throw up a classic episode. One of my favorites. I hope you enjoy it. And the girls will speak with you next week. Bye. going how's life it you know it's it's life and yeah it's just kind of that wave that keeps on waving yeah yeah um if you uh if you could become immortal would you no okay why um have you ever read the book or seen the movie tuck everlasting yeah you have yeah Oh, awesome. Like, nobody ever knows what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, I loved it. I love that book, and the movie was pretty okay. And uh, I think Tuck explains it perfectly. Like, living, like, makes, or dying makes living, like, sweeter. Like, it, if you just kept on living, it would just be fucking, like, worth, like, pointless. Like, why? I mean, let me let me be clear. By immortal, I just mean that, like, you're not going to die and you'll stay young but you could technically end your life at any point oh uh like so if you were just like deuces i'm out you know what i mean like i'm not saying like i'm not i just meant that like if you had the opportunity to live forever until you decided you didn't want to live forever anymore would you take it no i'm good okay did that make sense did i explain it a little bit better yeah, I know what you're saying. It's not like you you're unable to die. Yeah, yes. No, almost like I'm, almost like a vampire. You know what I mean? Like vampires can get taken out, but they're technically immortal. Yeah, I'm still good though. Um because I I don't I don't like this world that much. <laughs> fair. Yeah, that's fair. I'm guessing you would take the opportunity. Oh, I would, because death terrifies me and the unknown terrifies me and there's nothing beyond this world. So, like, the idea of just infinite, like, infinite blackness. That is, that is your opinion. Well, until you prove it to me scientifically, that is a fact. But, you know, for being someone that believes in, like, not everything scientific, you've got a lot of hard, fast rules on this subject, Rachel. It's Death is very difficult for me just because I literally have anxiety over it all the fucking time. Like if I sit here and think about like death and what that means and what's beyond, I go into a full panic attack. So like, and I believe in like ghosts and spirits and all that shit, but like, what does that mean? Are you trapped? Like, so wait, yeah. So that, that does not make any sense. I, I know that I'm aware, but like, not everyone mm-hmm. turns into a ghost. Not everyone is, that you've ever known that's died has come back as a ghost, right? I mean, who's to say? 
unless they're all walking around and we don't know in a whole different dimension. The whole thing is just too unknown. There's too many unknowns for me to be like, yeah, let's just make that fucking leap. You know, <laughs> but like, I think it was Betty White who always like her what she heard when she was little, like some relative, like when Edward, when someone would die, this relative, it was like an aunt or something would say, like, now they know the secret. Like, if you think of it more like that, is it's just like. It's yeah, but what secret. if the secret is nothing? What if the secret is a convenient lie given us like to us to make us want to live? OK, but OK, scientifically, then, since you're fucking Bill Nye, the science guy. <laughs> um, scientifically, like your your spirit is energy, right? Yes. Where the fuck do you think that goes? It doesn't just stop because your your brain and your heart. Stop. Okay, but what if it's trapped in your body forever and you can't get out? But it's I mean, I don't think that's what happens, though. What if you die and your your energy is just like trapped in your brain and you're in the coffin and you know everything that's going on? But if that were the case, like if that were the case and your body retained the energy, like you'd be able to see it, but well, and also like you would, your body wouldn't decay, like your, like rigor mortis wouldn't happen. Like energy would be there to do that, but your organs just stop like the flow of energy to your body, but that has to go somewhere. Mm, I just Googled, can a dead body produce energy? And it says, can my dead, can my body generate power after I die? A human body can generate power after death with microbial fuel technology. I think that means like you burn the body, but like, so it's electrical and chemical reactions. That's what the energy is. And. But, But you think, but you think a soul is just electrical and chemical? I don't think so. I think a soul is just our brain. That makes no sense with any of the other shit you believe. I don't, I don't know. I, (sighs) I'm just trying, I'm just telling you it's very inconsistent. Which is fine. I mean, it can be inconsistent because nothing in life is fucking fair or true or normal anyway. But all I'm saying is there's too much unknown for me to be like, yeah, daddy, just take me out. Like, I can't do it. <laughs> like, big daddy in the sky, take me out. I'm done. Like, well, unfortunately, you don't have the option. So I don't. One day, you're going to know whether you fucking like it or not, unless you freeze your head. <laughs> or I'm not going to know because there's fucking nothing. Either way. <laughs> mm. I call a million, a million bullshits on that we'll one. We'll My see. friend. Well, I have a much more lighthearted um, icebreaker for okay. you. And that is, if you could create your own ice cream flavor, what would it be? If this doesn't perfectly illustrate us, I'm not sure what does, that I'm death and gloom <laughs> and you're fucking ice cream. <laughs> um, It would be Nutella flavor. Well, it wouldn't be Nutella flavored. It would be vanilla ice cream with flecks of Nutella in it. Cause if you've never had like frozen Nutella, it's very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, chunks of strawberry. Okay. But like not the goopy chunks, like actual, like the actual strawberry. Yes. 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 Um, and little bits of like, I don't want to say pizzelles because I just feel like they'd get soggy, but you need like some kind of cake in there of some kind. Um, like like bits of so, waffle cone. 
Okay, I was going to say that or there's like sometimes there's like graham cracker or sometimes there's like cheesecake action. That's the shit. Essentially, I'm trying to recreate a crepe that I've had that I adored in ice okay. cream form. Okay, yeah. But you I can't can really put like a crepe in like ice cream. wafer, maybe? Maybe, like yeah. Something like that. I do think waffle cone would be good, though, because I just love waffle cones. Okay. So I'm down for that. What would you call it? Um, well, were, you, were you done? Were there any more ingredients? No, nope, that was it. Okay, so you got strawberry, you got Nutella, um, you've got like waffle cone. Did I miss anything? What what's the what's the base ice cream? Like a, a very creamy vanilla. Okay. So I would maybe you could call that like I mean, I'm just gonna call it a mouth orgasm because that's what it would be. I mean, okay, that's fine. I don't think that's marketable to uh, everyone, but... You can call it, like, cum in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Becky, if you're about to ask me, no. No, 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 no. I'm just saying that is not happening on (laughs) this. No, 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 no. (laughs) I was going to say, have you listened to WAP yet? (laughs) Oh my God, yes. Yes. Holy shit. Just call it WAP. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yep. That song is raunchy as fuck. Oh, and I'm here for it. I love it. I'm a big fan. I do. I, like- <laughs> I do have like a, like, I didn't, I didn't know the song came out. So I just have to tell you this because I'm just an idiot. Um, and I heard someone say, uh, say WAP. And that's a derogatory term for an Italian. <laughs> oh, fuck. You're right. Oh, shit. And my head whipped around so fucking fast. And I was like, excuse the fuck out of me. And then I realized that it was the song. And I was like, got it. Got it. Okay. All right. That's a I thing now. I didn't put that together. <laughs> Maybe we should say WAP. Yeah. Instead. Yeah. So um, I'm not a fan of the dance called that either. Like, I just, I don't know. It's just, you know. I have Italian immigrant grandparents. No, I completely forgot that that was a thing. Yeah, well, and like, I, I, most people don't know that. Like, mm-hmm. so they don't realize that it's like a, it's a, it's a slur for an Italian. So, what is that even like? Where did that um, even come it from? It means without papers. Um. So O W O P. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, yeah, and it it, it just it, it means without papers, and it's not like. It's definitely like a slur for um, people of like, like Italian a, background. No, that's completely ignorant, and we need to. Say or like wow. Southern European, you know. So, but it's also a dance. <laughs> like uh, J Dash and Flo Rida have the song. Um, oh shit! Well, so that's like, just yeah. So it's kind of fucked up, but whatever. I mean, I it's not a big like. It's truly not a big deal, but out of context i heard someone say that and i was just like what the fuck and then i realized like oh no that's another song so like but yeah that's like i don't know there's there's a lot of words that we say that are um not okay and we don't you know i mean let's be real that whole song is not okay but like i'm with oh it. i think it's fantastic it yes. is absolutely okay and i love all the fucking dudes all up in their like their panties are in the biggest bunch 
over this fucking song when you can sit there. Are they really? Yes. Facebook is a fucking dumpster fire right now. Ew. I haven't even seen anything about that. Yeah. Just about like women shouldn't present themselves in this way. And this is absolutely disgusting and blah, blah, blah. Like real fucked up shit. And I was like, bro, like your entire fucking gender has done nothing but sexualize women in this way through all of your music and blah, 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 blah. But the minute that women try and take it back, we're gross and blah, blah, blah. And if I see one more motherfucker say someone with a wet ass pussy needs to go to the fucking doctor, apparently you've never, ever, ever turned on the woman you're fucking. Have you ever had sex with a woman? <laughs> like, like literally that's a lot of words for I've never made a girl come. Like that's all that I mean- is. I, see, I haven't seen it. I must have like a really clean Facebook time. Oh, God, no. Mine's a dumpster fire all the time. I so. have not seen any of that. To be fair, I'm in a lot of shit posting groups because I find joy in that. Um, but, you know, just the incels are out in full force right now. Ew, fucking so. go back to the like shithole you crawled out of. Goodbye. The whole Ben Shapiro thing. I think that's who it was who was like, you need to get your yourself to a doctor. If Well, that just means that I'm very, very sorry you've never turned on a um, woman. No, actually, it would be like the opposite. If yeah. you like could not make that happen with your body, that would be a problem. What I will say that I dislike about the song right right now is that with the current music video, <laughs> it says wet ass gushy mm, and mm. i'm just like no mm-mm. just say pussy just say it just do i it. just had a mouthful of wine and that made me want to throw up yeah <laughs> yeah so but you know what whether it's your gushy or your pussy uh, if i ever hear someone call it a, their gushy i'm gonna lose my fucking mind <laughs> <laughs> you know what that reminds me of <laughs> Do I want to know? Uh, you do, you do. The the tushy thing. Remember with the um, with the bidet thing, like someone on your. So you were talking to someone about a bidet, and they like put they put tushy because that's a kind of bidet. But then it came up as like the the porn site. Oh right, okay, okay. I was like, wait, what? What the fuck? Do, do you remember this? Yes, 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 yes. And you were like howling about it, and I so was, was crying, I. crying. Yeah, crack me the fuck up. I'd also just like to point out because I started googling about um, the background of <laughs> the slur, and it says like if you get on Google, it says that it does not. It's not a- actually a slur, but I don't know. My grandparents have always told me that if someone called you a wop, you'd be pissed off. Oh, no, that's def. No, 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 that's not a good thing. So just in case someone decides to correct me, I'm reading that right now. But I'm just telling you that within my family, that was always told. I was always told that was a bad word. That it is. That's it does not have a good connotation. Yeah, no. So just don't come at me with your corrections on that, please. Thank you. Um, Okay, so your ice cream is going to be called uh, wet ass pussy. (laughs) I'm not I'm not mad at it, to be honest. I'm down. Okay, sounds good. Well, mine is so okay, I have I have two. The first one is just just for the name because I think it's really cool. I would like it to be called Sublime True Crime and it will be a key lime uh flavor. Mm, okay. Uh, yes, I know. And it will also have streaks of like it'll have some like cherry going through it to like represent blood, and then it has a dope ass name. And I actually do think lime and cherry are good together. Okay, all right, all right. 
Okay, but that's like that's only for the name because I can't use Sublime and not have Lime in it at all. Okay. What I would love to have is like we could call you know what? You know what? We could call it Chardonnay and DNA, perhaps. Um oh yes, yes, I got this. Here's why. It will have chocolate covered raisins in it because that's where you get the grapes. Okay. Okay. You you with me? Yes. Um and it will have it will be chocolate ice cream, dark chocolate ice cream, because like black like our soul. And it will have chocolate covered raisins in it. And um I think it will have it'll have some kind of like raspberry sauce in it. Like um like mm. I don't know like a, but the raisins and the raspberry, though. But don't you like raisinets, though? No, I don't. I like cra- uh, the chocolate covered cranberries, and I okay. also chocolate covered cherries. Oh my god, chocolate covered cherries! I just wanted like the wine aspect in there somehow. Isn't there a cherry wine? I mean, I guess. I mean, we could do that. Chocolate covered cherries, yeah, and like some dark chocolate ice cream. Okay. And it can be called Chardonnay and DNA. And the cherries will be like, it'll have like the blood. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like that. It has to be like, I want like whole chocolate covered cherries. And so like the ones that have like the juice, so it would be like bloody. Yes. Yeah. Mm, yes. I'm down for that. That's what I want. But I would like something a little crunchy in there. Like, um, mm. Hard chocolate's not enough? Oh, well, or maybe just some, like, fudge ripples or something. Okay, got it. If you were throwing nuts in, I was out. No, no nuts. Okay. We don't, we don't, we don't do nuts here. (laughs) Just wet ass pussies. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That can be the episode name. We don't do nuts here. (laughs) My God. I really sometimes wonder how, how our brains... We talk like this normally too. It's not just for the podcast. Our, oh no, no, no! It's this is normal. Our brains go down these weird rabbit holes together sometimes. <laughs> what were we talking about when I was at your pool the one day and Destiny was there and it got real inappropriate really quick? Like we were talking about dicks or something. I don't know. I don't. I don't remember. It was something really fucked up though. It definitely was, and I was just. I, I did have that moment where I was like, "How do we get here?" Yeah, I I have that moment when we talk almost every time, just like, what is our, <laughs> what is our life and how do we get to these points? Like, what was the end goal? Yeah, like, right I don't now? even understand how we got to this point in our lives, but here we are. Well, hey, I circled it back to ice cream, so. You did, yeah, sorry about that. I went on a, yeah. uh, a whole different route, but. Mm. Uh, That's fine. Yeah, I, you know. Are you drinking the alcohol today? I am not drinking the alcohol today. Um, I am. What are you drinking? I, <laughs> Lauren, if you're listening, I finished the wine you left at my house. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> she said I could. Okay. I was like, wow, that's low. Right. Well, she said I could. Um, And it's from that winery, like right down the road from my house. Nice. Nice. Um, it is called Hunker Hippie. Okay. It is, it is a um light, lightish red, like not like not a full body, like super rough red it's it's yummy little sweet um and it's delicious and i'm enjoying it i would like to be drinking but i had a ct scan and i'm trying to give my body time to flush out the radiation 
Um, oh, or the whatever the IV contrast, and I just don't think that mixing alcohol with that's probably the best idea right now. So, oh come on, that'll flush you right out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, I'll piss three thousand times, so you're probably not wrong. True, but yeah. Um, Any corrections? Anything else? I don't think so. I have a really cool padded room that I'm excited about because, um, yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. All right, I don't. Uh, Okay, that's fine. Um, but no, nothing, nothing right now. I'm okay. just gonna listen to you tell me a story. Okay, I'm gonna fuck up all these names, so let me just give you a heads up on that. Um, and I did this because we all know that I love old prisons. Um, and I went to Alcatraz last year and toured it, and just you know, not my top, not my top five. Well, really? I, I mean, yeah, I'll give it, I'll give it like Eastern state is my number one. I just love Eastern state. Um, Alcatraz was not as scary to me as Eastern state was. Um, so I did this cause I just was Googling for like, you know, shit that I like, and then just typing DNA after it. Cause that's generally what I do. Um, it was almost about the Johnstown flood because I desperately want to cover that but there are no DNA stories around it. So it's very difficult. Damn it. Not even a little one. I even Googled like I had a relative who died or an ancestor who died in the Johnstown flood. Cause I was like, cool, maybe I can tie it back. There is a fucking mass grave of 700 and some people that have oh. not been identified and they haven't done a fucking thing. So Whoa. I was just like, fuck, I just want to do the Johnstown flood so bad, but I can't find a DNA link. So if somehow you have a DNA link to the Johnstown flood, send it to me so I can fucking cover it, please, because I desperately want to. Um, wow. Like 700 people. Is that what you just said? Yeah, I think it said like seven, almost 800 in a mass Holy grave shit. that are unidentified. That yeah. is crazy and there are people trying to like look through records and find relatives that they think passed away but obviously everyone from then died so it's like them looking up their great great uncle's grandfather you know what i mean like it's it's almost like too much time has passed now right exactly so so yeah if you do have one please let me know because i want to cover it so fucking bad um but instead i got alcatraz in my googling so are you ready Mm mm-hmm Alcatraz, also known as The Rock, was a federal prison in the cold waters of San Francisco, uh, in the San Francisco Bay, that housed some of America's most difficult and dangerous felons during its operation from 1934 to 1963. Um, I should have said my sources, but I didn't. Um... That's okay. We'll get sued for copyright. Probably. I'm going to do that real quick so we don't. Uh, got my <laughs> stuff from the FBI website, so fbi.gov, history.com, alcatrazhistory.com, bop.gov, Wikipedia, of course, uh, nypost.com, campaignlive.com, Daily Mail, um, and San Francisco CBSlocal.com. That's a lot of fucking sources. This is a long fucking story. All right. So, uh, in 1775, Spanish explorer Juan Manuel de Ayala mapped and named rugged Alcatraz Island La Isla de los Alcatraces. That's what I'm going to fuck up. But it means Island of the Pelicans. 
Um, yeah, so close. Uh, due to its large population of seabirds. Um, 75 years after, in 1850, President Millard Fillmore signed an order reserving the island for military use. In the 1850s, a fortress was constructed on Alcatraz and some 100 cannons were installed around the island to protect the San Francisco Bay. That was like the gold rush time and they were worried like they would get attacked. So uh, fun fact, it was like they never shot a fucking cannon off that island. Mm. Um, At least I read that somewhere. So um, during this time, Alcatraz also became home to the West Coast's first operational lighthouse. Woo. Um, By the late 1850s, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's just in in the grand scheme of things, it's just kind of like, Yay. It's like, yeah, it's like uh, no one fucking cares. Yeah. Um, By the late 1850s, the U.S. Army had begun holding military prisoners at Alcatraz. Because it was isolated from the mainland by the cold, strong waters of the San Francisco Bay, the island was deemed an ideal location for a prison. It was assumed no Alcatraz inmate could escape to uh, mainland by swimming because they wouldn't survive. Um, during its years as a military prison, the inmates at Alcatraz included Confederate sympathizers and citizens accused of treason during the Civil War. Um, and Alcatraz also housed a number of uh, rebellious, I'm doing the fucking air quotes right now, mm-hmm. um, American Indians, including 19 <laughs> Hopis from the Arizona Territory who were sent to the prison in 1895 following land disagreements with the federal government because that's fucking rebellious. Can I just say, like, <sighs> oh, my God, they are living where they've always lived. Yeah, I know. I And the only like reason <laughs> the only reason I included that is because there's a little bit more history about um Native Americans kind of like trying to take that back. Um, and I mean, that's fine. It's just further proof that like white people are the worst. Yeah, the fucking worst. So, um, okay. And the inmate population at Alcatraz continued to rise during the Spanish American War in 1898. During the early 20th century, inmate labor, <laughs> of course it fucking did, fueled the construction of a new cell house. <laughs> Ah, yes. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Um, The 600 cell structure still stands today on Alcatraz, along with a hospital, mess hall, and other prison buildings. Uh, The new complex was finished in 1912, and it was the world's largest reinforced concrete building. In 1933, the Army relinquished Alcatraz to the U.S. Justice Department because they wanted a federal prison that could house a criminal population that was too difficult or dangerous to be handled by other U.S. penitentiaries. Um, you know, back then, people were escaping from prison kind of often. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, they literally would just be like, okay, I'm going to go to Burger King now. Yeah, I mean, like, look how many times, like, John Dillinger got out and, like... Mm-hmm. And Bundy. <laughs> even, like, well, well and this that was, was... Yeah. That was way longer, but way I just... Longer. I always think of Bundy. <laughs> yeah. Well, in the 30s, though, like, you know, like, uh, that was, like, the time of, like, you know, the outlaws and mm-hmm. so... um. So following the construction to make the existing complex at Alcatraz more secure, the maximum security facility officially opened on July 1st, 1934. The first warden was named James A. Johnston, and he hired approximately one guard for every three prisoners, and each prisoner had his own cell. I should mention that it was, I guess at the time, all male. I believe it was always all male. I, yeah, I don't. 
remember ever hearing of Mm -mm. females there. Um, The Federal Bureau of Prisons, or the BOP, viewed Alcatraz as the prison system's prison. (laughs) A place where the most disruptive inmates could be sent to live under sparse conditions with few privileges in order to learn how to follow rules, at which point they could be transferred to other federal prisons to complete their sentences. According to the BOP, Alcatraz typically held 260 to 275 prisoners, which represented less than 1% of the entire federal inmate population. Mm. Some notorious prisoners did time on the rock, but most of the prisoners incarcerated were not well-known gangsters. They were simply prisoners who refused to conform to the rules and regulations at other federal institutions. And they were considered violent and dangerous or considered to be escape risks. Um, Al Capone spent four and a half years on Alcatraz um, start during the 1930s. And he was transferred to the rock because his incarceration in Atlanta had given him the chance to continue to be in contact with the outside world. So he was still running shit from prison in (laughs) Chicago, like from his cell in Atlanta, he was running shit in Chicago. He's like, fuck y'all. My, my authority doesn't have any walls. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, and he obviously, you know, he had corrupted prison officers and officials. He got away with what he wanted to do. Um, so he was sent to Alcatraz. Um, supposedly Capone is being quoted as saying, it looks like Alcatraz has got me licked to the warden. Um, I'm not sure I buy that. I mean, there's a lot of documentation about that, but I can also see the warden making that up to make it seem like he was like real important and had like defeated Capone. Mm -hmm. So whatevs. Um, George Machine Gun Kelly spent 17 years on the rock for a kidnapping conviction. Um, Alvin Creepy Carpus, I'm going to fuck this up. Karpovich. Okay. K-A-R... P-O-W-I-C-Z. Oh, um, shit. No idea. I think it's Karpovich, but I'm, I'm probably wrong. Uh, was listed as public enemy number one in the 1930s and spent over 25 years incarcerated at Alcatraz. Uh, also, murderer Robert Stroud, the birdman of Alcatraz, was also transferred there from Leavenworth, Kansas, and served 17 years there. Um, while he was at Leavenworth, he was allowed to actually keep birds and he wrote books about studying, uh, birds and like their diseases and stuff. Um, oh, wow. and they, they had allowed <laughs> it at the time because it was like a good use of like his energy and like kept him busy. But when he went to Alcatraz, uh, they did not allow him to keep birds anymore. Oh, I feel bad for him. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, like we shouldn't, but I do. Um, I do. <laughs> yeah. So this, when I visited Alcatraz, like I didn't know a whole lot about it. Cause we didn't like, we didn't get taught a whole lot about Alcatraz. Um, so when I went, it was really cool to see. And it was like its own little city. Um, we were told about like, when we toured it, we were told about the families who actually lived on the island. About 300, oh, wow. right? I didn't know that. Yeah. So about 300 civilians lived there, including 60 to 80 children. Um, the families were related to the staff of the prison. So like officers, guards, like their families would be housed on the island. So it was kind of like a military base. Yep. It almost. was like its own community. Um, and it's weird because you'll read stories from the kids and it's like some picturesque, like seaside community that they lived in. Meanwhile, two feet over, there's a maximum uh, security prison. I'd live there. Right. Yeah. You know, why not? Hmm. Um, so the children would play there. There was even like a ballet class for the girls on the island. There was a post office and a general store. 
Um, the kids would actually have to take a boat to school. So it was like this cool thing. They'd get off the boat and you know what I mean? And go to school. Mm -hmm. And then, um, pretty sweet. Yeah. So it was like two totally separate worlds on this Island. Mm -hmm. Um, on March 21st, 1963, Alcatraz closed after 29 years of operation. The Institute institution was too expensive to continue operating an estimated three to five million dollars was needed just for restoration and maintenance work to keep the prison open that figure did not include daily operating costs alcatraz was nearly three times more expensive to operate than any other federal prison um in 1959 the daily uh cost at alcatraz was ten dollars and ten cents compared with three dollars at like a comparable prison they used atlanta for theirs Wow. The major expense was caused because of the physical isolation of the island, um, which is Mm -hmm. the whole reason they used the island because of the isolation. So it kind of came back to bite them in the ass. Um, But it meant that everything had to be brought to Alcatraz by boat. So food, supplies, water, fuel. They had no source of fresh water. So a million gallons of water uh, had to be barged into the island every week. Wow. I wonder I wonder what how their staff was paid. Like, I, I wonder, don't know. Like, I, I wonder if they got like housing allowances or anything like I, that's that's crazy. I'm really not sure. I didn't like dig into that a whole lot because I wasn't as interested. Um, but it's possible. I'm sure that was part of the deal. Like you get like housing and a that's decent pay. Mean, how are you going to get people to want to live there? Like, right. It would, they would have to be away from everything. Right. Um, so after the prison closed, Alcatraz was basically abandoned. Uh, there was a bunch of ideas proposed to the island. They thought maybe a monument of the United Nations, a West Coast version of the Statue of Liberty, a shopping... A monument of the United Nations? Yeah, like to the United Nations, like... We don't even hardly participate in the United Nations. <laughs> I guess in 1963, that was an idea. <laughs> wow, okay. Um... So like, uh, just like fucking join it. How about that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, a West coast version of the statue of Liberty was proposed and a shopping center or hotel complex was proposed. Uh, nothing happened. (laughs) So in, uh, 19, I know let's just go stay at the elusive Alcatraz hotel. Can you just imagine? (laughs) Listen though, I would go. Listen, can you imagine Alcatraz just being like a fucking giant Victoria's Secret? Jesus Christ. Like a giant Victoria's Secret. Oh my God. Like you can see the sign. You can see like Heidi Klum's tits from space. (laughs) 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 Fuck the West Coast Statue of Liberty. We want Heidi Klum's tits from space. We want Heidi Klum's tits from space make it happen oh my god <laughs> well it's not oh, gonna happen shit. now okay uh, in 1960 1960- in 1969 the island again made news when a group of native american indians claimed alcatraz as indian land with the hope of creating a native american cultural center and education complex on the island out of all the fucking ideas that is the best one mm-hmm. let's just be clear <laughs> oh I'm sorry, except for mine. Except oh, right, for- right, right. But, you know, yeah, in the 60s, that wouldn't have been an option. Now, yes, sure. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, so the Indians of all tribes, that was in, like, quotes, that's their the name of the group that took over 
the island, used their act of civil disobedience to illustrate the troubles faced by Native Americans. Initially, public support for the Native Americans was strong, and thousands of people, so general public, uh, celebrities, Vietnam War protesters, even the Hell's Angels, came to the island over the next 18 months. Unfortunately, the small Native American leadership group could not control the situation, um, and there was a lot of damage to the island. So there was graffiti and vandalism. There was a fire that destroyed the lighthouse keeper's home and the warden's oh. home and the officer's club because there was a bunch of people coming in there and just doing stupid stuff. Um, in June 1971, federal marshals removed the remaining Native Americans from the island. <laughs> of course. Of course. Um, okay. So there's all your background. Okay. Okay. Here's the case. I'm, here. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. 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 Supposedly no inmate ever successfully escaped the rock. Although okay, that was my question. Cause that like, okay. So, so it's not known that anyone has done it successfully, but define success. Well, like, um, has made it to the other side and like been a free person. Okay. We're going to get into this. Okay. I'm ready. Um, more than a dozen known attempts were made over the years. Um, over the 29 years that the prison operated, 36 men were involved in 14 separate escape attempts. Of these, 23 were caught, six were shot and killed during their escape, and two drowned. Mm. Uh, two of the men who were caught were later executed in the gas chamber at the California State Prison at San Quentin for their role in the death of a correctional oh officer during the famous May 2nd through 4th of 1946 Battle of Alcatraz escaped attempt in which six prisoners overpowered cell house officers and were able to gain access to weapons, but not the keys needed to leave the prison. Um, okay, wait, I have a question. Yes. I just pulled up a map of like where Alcatraz is. So mm -hmm. like I'm seeing that there's like to the north there's Angel Island State Park. Um to the east there's Treasure Island. To the west, like where would they where would they most often try to go? To the shores, like not like to not, the mainland. Yes, not to Angel Island and not to Treasure Island. There was nothing on those islands for them to get off. Okay. So they're kind I just of wondered, like, like, I wondered, are they trying to like, just literally just fall the fuck off the grid? Or are they trying to get no, back to like trying to get back to mainland? And I think I go into how far it is. I don't want to lose my place. Um, okay. But I think they go into how far it is from actual like, mainland of San Francisco. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so in the ensuing battle, uh, the prisoners killed two correctional officers and injured 18 others. The U.S. Marines had to be called in, and the battle ended with the deaths of three of the rogue inmates and the trial of three of the others, two of them that, you know, were gassed later. Um, mm -hmm. So whether or not anyone succeeded in escaping from Alcatraz depends on the definition of a successful escape. Does yeah. it, is, is it just getting out of the cell house? Is it getting into the water, going to land, uh, not getting caught? Uh, officially, no one ever succeeded in escaping from Alcatraz, although to this day, there are five prisoners listed as missing and presumed drowned. Mm. Uh, one of the many myths about Alcatraz is that it was impossible to survive a swim from the island to the mainland because of sharks. <laughs> there are no man-eating sharks in the San Francisco Bay. There's just small bottom-feeding sharks. Um, oh, there really is it? I didn't fucking know that. Yeah. I mean, it's the ocean. 
I mean, um, right. Yeah. I mean, I would be fucking terrified. But they're little, like they're not sharks that are actually, it's not like fucking Jaws is going to come up and swallow your ass. Like, <laughs> um, so the main obstacles were the fact that the water was so cold. It was usually 50 to 55 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the strong currents and the distance to the shore was what was the big obstacles. Um, it was at least a mile and a quarter to shore from the wow, island. That doesn't, that doesn't seem so far, but it is. But it is, especially with water. <laughs> Well, for sure but it's like that when you say it it doesn't yeah it doesn't seem as far as it really is right but it i mean you know it when you look at it i mean when i was on that ferry i thought i was gonna die the water was so fucking choppy i got so oh. seasick and i don't usually get seasick um and i couldn't even imagine trying to swim it at all mm. That's so scary. So someone in good physical shape that had trained could absolutely do it. Actually, a teenager in 1934 swam it, a teenage girl, uh, to prove that it could be done. Um, And every year there's a triathlon to show that it's possible too. But those people have control over their diet. They exercise. They do physical training. Exactly. Mm -hmm. A prisoner doesn't have control over those things. So it seems that the odds are slim, but not impossible. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, there's five that are unaccounted for, and I'm about to tell you the story of the most famous, which has actually been made into movies, and it's been the source of legends for years. Um, on the morning of June 12th, 1962, the guards were checking the cells for their routine bed check. Uh, at first glance, things seemed normal until it was realized that three convicts were not in their cells. Instead, in their beds were dummy heads made of plaster, flesh-toned paint, and actual human hair. Oh, uh, I've heard, I've, I think there was, I've heard this story, yes. but I don't remember a lot of it. So, um, yeah, it had fooled the night guards that were doing their previous checks. John Anglin, his brother, Clarence Anglin and Frank Morris were missing and it sent the prison into a full lockdown and search for them. Um, John was born May 2nd, 1930 and Clarence was born May 11th, 1931. Uh, they were born into a family of 13 children in Donaldsonville, oh, Georgia. Geez. Yeah. <laughs> Talk uh, about a talk about a wet ass pussy. Sorry. Yeah, God, that poor woman. I feel so bad. <laughs> oh, that was horrible. <sighs> well, okay. you know that. I mean, back then, no birth control. So yeah, and if they were Catholic, mm, over right. Uh, their family were seasonal farmer work farm workers and migrated around the country to make a living. The brothers also worked as farmers and laborers, but dabbled in crime. Uh, just dabbled. Just dabbled. <laughs> just dipped a toe in. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't dive in. <laughs> oh, they dived in. Uh, but I was going to say, but clearly they did. <laughs> yeah, uh, Clarence was caught breaking into a service station when he was only fourteen. Uh, the duo decided to start robbing banks to, and other establishment establishments together in the nineteen fifties, but they usually targeted places that were closed so that no one would get hurt. Um, they also claimed to use a toy weapon only once during a bank heist. They were arrested in 1958 after robbing the Bank of Columbia branch in Columbia, Alabama with their other brother, Alfred. Uh, They were sent to several prisons. Then they were all sent to the Atlanta penitentiary because they received 15 to 20 year sentences. Um, They, John and Clarence kept trying to break out of the Atlanta penitentiary. Um, Mm -hmm. Alfred didn't. Alfred was being good. 
But John, yeah, but John and Clarence kept trying to break out. So they ended up getting transferred to Alcatraz. Um, Frank Morris was born September 1st, 1926. He was abandoned by his parents during childhood and orphaned at age 11. He spent most of his youth in foster homes. He was convicted of his first crime by 13. He had a pretty extensive criminal history, like stealing cars, armed robbery, grand larceny. Um, he served time in Florida and Georgia, and then he escaped from the Louisiana state penitentiary while he was serving 10 years for, um, an armed robbery. Uh, when he was recaptured a year, a year later for committing another burglary, he was sent to Alcatraz. Hmm. So the information I gathered on their escape is actually from the FBI's official website and their case on these men. Um, the FBI was called in to help and they checked for any records of previous escape attempts because all three had tried or had escaped from other prisons before. Um, they also contacted relatives of the men and got identification records. Uh, within two days, they found debris in the water, a packet of letters sealed in rubber, and they were addressed. They had ties to the men. It didn't say who they were addressed to, but the letters had ties to the men. Um, a paddle-like piece of wood and bits of rubber inner tube were found in the water. A homemade life vest was also found, but other searches turned up nothing. Uh, over the time of the investigation, they gathered evidence of the plan. There was actually a fourth plotter, but he didn't make it out of his cell in time and started to actually give information to the FBI about the plan. Mm. Um, Fucking snitch. Right. Snitches get stitches. Mm-hmm. Um, so using crude tools, including a homemade drill from the motor of a broken vacuum cleaner, the plotters each loosened the air vents at the back of their cells by painstakingly drilling closely spaced holes around the cover so the entire section of the wall could be removed. Shit. Once through, they hid the holes with whatever they could, a suitcase, a piece of cardboard, whatever they had available. Behind the cells was a common, unguarded utility corridor. They made their way down this corridor and climbed to the roof of their cell block inside the building, where they set up a secret workshop. There, they took turns keeping watch for the guards in the evening before the last count. They actually constructed, like, a very crude periscope that they could use Mm -hmm. for the lookouts. Like, they were brilliant looking at Mm -hmm. this. They were really, Um, really smart. And if you go into, like... Frank Morris's history, they said he had a really, really high IQ. Um, they tested him and whenever he was incarcerated and like he talked and like tested in like the top like 2%. Wow. So, um, yeah. So, um, they used a variety of stolen and, and donated materials to build and hide what they needed to escape. More than 50 raincoats that they stole or gathered were turned into a makeshift life preservers and a six by 14 foot rubber raft. The seams were carefully stitched together and vulcanized by the hot steam pipes in the prison. They got the idea from magazines that they found in the prisoners' cells. Yep. Maybe you shouldn't give people those magazines. Right? Like, what is this? Like, a guide to escaping prison? Oh, my God. Uh, If we were going to escape, it's like the OJ book. I didn't kill her, but if I did. If we were going to escape from prison, I didn't, but this is what I did, right? You know? But this is how I would do it. It's fucked up. I won't, but I would. But I would, yeah. It's (laughs) fucked up. Um, They also built wooden paddles and converted a musical instrument into a tool to inflate the raft. Um, Uh, Wow. Yeah. So at the same time, they were looking for a way out of the building. The ceiling was a good 30 feet high, but using a network of pipes, they climbed up and eventually pried open the ventilator at the top of the shaft. They kept it in place temporarily by fashioning a fake bolt out of soap. 
Um, on the mm. evening of June 11th, they were ready to go. The prison informant, though, did not have his ventilator grill completely removed and was left behind. The three others got into the corridor, gathered their gear, climbed up and out through the ventilator and got onto the prison roof. Then they shimmied down the bakery smokestack at the rear of the cell house, climbed over the fence and snuck into the northeast shore of the island and launched their raft. Uh, The FBI worked on this case for 17 years, but they claimed (laughs) that no credible evidence emerged to suggest that the men were still alive, either in the U.S. or overseas. But did it? It definitely fucking did. So the FBI have always maintained that the brothers and Frank Morris had drowned. But the family of the Anglins claimed that the brothers survived the escape and that they were alive and well through at least the mid-1970s. Because didn't they send letters or something? Yes. Okay, yeah, I remember that part. Yes. Um, So nephews David and Ken Woodner state that they have evidence that their uncles are still alive. Granted, when I was reading, like, the stories I was reading were from 2014 uh, or 15, so they might be dead now. Um, Mm -hmm. But... A desire to have... But they were alive. They they were alive. Yes. And they lived, yeah. Yep. So, um, a desire to have their mother know the truth before she passed and crushing the cockiness of Alcatraz officials has been a driving force in the coming... In coming forward with these leads after keeping silent for many years. The FBI... I guess would harass the shit out of this family. Oh, for sure. Because I was just thinking, like, why would they... Why would they say that they didn't successfully escape if they don't really know? But it's just because they don't want to be wrong. Right. Exactly. Um, Just like the reason we can't fucking legalize marijuana. The government never wants to fucking be wrong. Yeah. They just don't want to be like, oh, we have new information. So perhaps we were wrong. Exactly. So, um, and they, you know, they just didn't want to get harassed. They didn't want them to get caught either. But they're coming forward now. So Christmas cards were sent to their mother during the three years after their escape. And there was no return postage. But it was signed with both Clarence and John's names. I read that there was a handwriting analysis done and it matched their their handwriting. I bet it fucking did. Um, Ken believes that his uncles went to South America and established family like established a family life there so they mm-hmm. couldn't be extradited to the U S for their crimes, mm-hmm. which makes sense because that is a law, you know, um, you, you know, and I think they're, they were in Brazil. Uh, and if mm-hmm. you have a family there, they're not going to extradite you. Um, a photo he has shows two men that look remarkably can I just say, can I just say like, what a nice law. <laughs> I, yeah. Thanks Brazil. Thanks for looking out. Kid. Okay, never mind. Let's go. <laughs> um, a photo that he has. <laughs> a photo he has shows two men that look remarkably like his uncles in sweet '70s style. By the way, like mm, yeah, I bet there's some big glasses. Like peak 1975. Uh huh. Um, but there's a lot of comb overs and like the half button shirts and shit. Like it's glorious. Yeah, it's a glorious aviator glasses. It's that so don't... good. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of the family, Fred Brizzy, who has his own ske- set of sketchy dealings and crimes doing drug smuggling between Damn, South America. These, these people were fucking wild and out. Yep. He actually grew up with the brothers. <laughs> um, okay. But he reported to the family that he had ran into them in Brazil in 1975 and took the photo. Um, he ran into them in a bar in Rio de Janeiro, hung out a little bit blah 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 he gave the photo to the family in 1992 when he thought that it would at least be a little bit safe 
safer for them to have it. Mm-hmm. Um, the criminal said that he was the only one who knew for certain that John and Clarence had survived and that they wanted their family to know they were alive and well. Rizzy actually died of lung cancer in 1993. So he Aww. gave them that photo just in time. Um, Ken said, it's my personal belief that Brizzy felt it was the right time to share the picture with the family. He had to wait until a certain time that would not get the brothers or family in trouble. When the photo was taken, the FBI were still focused on the case and had threatened family who had any knowledge of the escape. Mm. Uh, we always felt our uncle Robert knew they survived. Then on his deathbed, he admitted to being in touch with them for the first 25 years after they escaped. Shit. The secret was disclosed by Robert Anglin shortly before his death in Ruskin, Florida in October 2010 when he was 84. Damn. Um, so I am gonna skip ahead just really quick. Um, while you're finding your place, mm-hmm. uh, I just want to tell you that I've been looking at like the 3D views of Alcatraz, like uh, on Google, and the cells were bleak. Yes, like horrible. Like t- like the whole island was bleak. And oh I just want to give clarity as to why I think Eastern State was worse. <laughs> the conditions at Eastern State were way worse. Um, they were kept in worse conditions. Um, they were overcrowded. Like I, I have very, very strong feelings about this, but everyone says about how horrible Alcatraz was. It definitely was because of the isolation and like the cells sucked, but they at least had running water. They had, you know what well, I mean? And, like, they, and, and they had their own cells. Yes. I mean, yeah. So, like at least, oh God. So like yeah, that, that's what would kill me about prison is having to have a fucking cellmate. Right. Right. True. True. Um, okay. So. Um, I just, like I said, I'm going to skip ahead just to give a little bit of background. Uh, Authorities actually discovered a set of bones that washed ashore in the north of San Francisco in 1963, and they thought that it might have belonged to one of the escapees, um, but they didn't do anything with it. You know, they're just, they, they were just like, cool. Yeah. It's probably one of them. They're dead. Oh, bones. Cool. Right. Um, (laughs) fucking idiot. Yeah. So, um, the family actually believed that the other uncle, Alfred, who was also in prison, suffered fatal consequences due to knowledge of his brother's escape. Um, Alfred Anglin was an accomplice to John and Clarence's 1958 bank robbery in Alabama, but unlike his siblings, he never tried to escape. Alfred served his time in the Atlanta Federal Penitentiary before being transferred to Kilby Prison in Alabama for the remainder of his sentence. When he got to the next prison, he was already eligible for parole. Um, On January 11th, the prison said Alfred tried to escape and was electrocuted. But he was eligible for parole. Why would you try and escape if you know you're eligible for parole at the end of the month? And especially when you didn't have a history of trying to escape. I feel like it could have been because, was it maybe like just a, like a defiance? He didn't have a defiance though. Like he, they, like his family genuinely believes that the prison killed him Mm. while he was, because they thought he knew about like his brother's escape and was withholding information. Okay, I mean, yeah, that uh, that 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 checks out. 
So the family have long questioned the official account of Alfred's death, Ken said, but they believe he was beaten because he wouldn't help authorities locate Clarence and John. Mm. Which that to me checks out. Yeah. Um, So the next big piece of evidence was buried six feet in the ground. It was Alfred, Alfred's Mm. DNA. Um, so the family allowed Alfred's body to be exhumed for DNA testing to match those bones. Um, they also wanted a coroner to examine the body for evidence of foul play because the escape story made no sense. I will say that the coroner said that he saw nothing, but that didn't mean nothing happened. Mm, Um, so the DNA proved that those bones did not match the Anglin brothers. Mm. And it helped to bolster the Anglin family claims that the two were still alive. Mm-hmm. It is possible that the bones could belong to Frank Mor- uh, Frank Morris. Um, Wait, what about what about the one that you th- that we think that the prison killed? What about Alfred? What do you They're mean? They're not. They're yeah. well, yeah, the one that they dug up that was definitely Alfred, but they pulled his bones up to cross-examine, like, the DNA to the bones they found in San Francisco washed ashore in 1963. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got you. And it was not a match. There's no familial relation. those bones are not... The Anglins. They're not the Anglins, Mm -hmm. even though, you know, authorities said they probably were. Um, Well, they were wrong. They still could belong to Morris, though, because he has no living relatives to test. Fuck. So have they tried ancestry or any of that shit? Uh not that I saw. Well, could they? Probably. Could we like could we be like um hey, could you maybe do this? I mean, I have other people I want them to test before that, but yeah, probably. Okay. Um so, in January 2020, Mm. Using artificial intelligence and facial recognition technology, Rothko, an Irish creative agency owned by Accenture Interactive, teamed up with AI specialists at Identi to analyze a picture of two of the escapees, which were the Anglins, Mm -hmm. and have confirmed their identities in that photo of from 1975. So Mark Hughes, chief AI scientist at Identi, I think it's Identive. I don't know. I can't. There's a red thing because it doesn't spell it right, but whatever. Uh, said the system is founded on a training process in which the algorithm is fed many images of a single person's face, along with many images of different people. The process is repeated millions of times while mathematical models are optimized to learn how to differentiate one person's face from another. I heard you yawn. I know that's tiring, but I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. No, it was not you. I'm sorry. No, I mean, to make this as quiet as possible. I mean, I mean, I, I was like, I don't really give a fuck about this. Just tell me that it was definitely them. Um, but it was not about your, information is just about me drinking red wine and i'm tired (laughs) Um, so he added that once we have a model trained it provides us with the ability to generate a mathematical fingerprint describing in detail the visual aspects of somebody's face these that's bonkers right that's nuts so these facial fingerprints are highly discriminative we can then compare this facial fingerprint to other fingerprints we have in the database to generate a match similar to how today's police fingerprint matching system works they've developed techniques to carry out this matching process in tens of milliseconds over millions of faces holy shit so so like they compared this photo to 
What do they compare it to? So they had their mugshots and photos of okay. of and the brothers that, to the 1975 the, photo of the two okay, of them on a farm that the one dude had. Yes. Um, oh my god! So they they fucking okay. That well, there you go. There are your right. successful escapees. So. Uh, the Long Shot is a novel example of successfully applying the creative knowledge and digital tools of today to a hidden piece of the past, unlocking newfound stories and opportunities. Technology is advancing at such a rate it can leave you a little dizzy. And short of a- obtaining DNA proof, there will always be a little room for mystery. But as far as technology is concerned, the prisoners made it. Oh, hell yeah. So I totally think they did. Yeah. Like, the, in, in like the the picture like it looks like them like it truly looks like them um it, it just you know real 70s style well yeah but i mean like if we think it looks like them or not this fucking like very sensitive and highly sounds like accurate system says it is like, yeah I, it's I mean, why the fuck would anyone argue with that? Now, no family has, from Brazil has come forward and said, you know, oh, yeah, that's my dad or whatever. Um, yeah, well, that would put a target on their back. Right. And I mean, by now they, they could like someone else said that they're probably deceased by now, because if you look at their family, like most of the family members have passed away by now because just health issues and stuff, they'd be in their very high 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, so they probably could be safe coming forward at this point. Like, yeah, that was my dad or, you know, their family down there might not even know they might've taken different names. Well, that's well, that's what I was just thinking. Like they, maybe they didn't even know that. Right. So I just sent you the 1970s picture and then another one with their mug shots so that you can like kind of compare and see how the, the computer did the analysis. Yes. Let me see. Okay. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's a lot of chest hair. Yeah. Yep. But I see it looking at the compare it like the photos. They have beards. I I definitely do. Especially. Okay. So this the blonde, the like the guy on the right, his hairline Mm -hmm. in both pictures, like matches perfectly that yeah you can't see a lot of details in the newer picture because it's like fuzzy right um let me look at this other guy and the other guy has goddamn sunglasses on so that's annoying but the computer Um, can get through that yeah no i mean i can i wouldn't be like that's definitely not them yeah it looks like them but yeah that's Um, crazy but yeah so that's my story um there was just a little bit of dna in it and then like i don't care that was good computer dna but like yeah so i just thought it was kind of cool because i I, they made it they fucking made it they had to have made it oh yeah i i totally like this is something that i will be like reading about all night especially i don't think i don't remember hearing about that um uh the 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 finger the photo fingerprint thing like i don't remember hearing about that before that's really interesting yeah so like that made me think about like all of the other like things they can do with that but facial recognition like yeah. it's a facial fingerprint so now if you have like a grainy fucking picture from a, ca- a surveillance camera they might be able to identify the person 
you know, like. Well, I mean, yeah, they do it. Like it, we we have it to unlock our phones. I right. mean, like. But like, yeah, that shit is only going to get more like usable and accessible and like more accurate. And I think we're going to solve way more crimes with it and stuff, too. So that would be crazy. Yeah. So I just thought it was kind of cool. Um, that was interesting. I like that. Yeah. It's very long winded. I'm sorry. That was a whole 14 fucking pages long. Everyone. I just want to let you know. Um, Lord. But um, I just got really caught up in the background of Alcatraz and that took a lot of <laughs> the time. Yes. I'm with it. So. So, yeah, that's my story for the week. That was good. I like that a lot. Thanks. Appreciate it. Cool. Beans. Okay. What's your padded room? Um, okay, I'm so excited. Hey, do I sound super echoey like this? A little bit. A little bit. Damn it. Okay. Um, I'm just getting really hot in my in my sheet fort. Mm, fair. Um, okay. My padded room is have you ever listened to the podcast Murder Squad? No. So it's part of the My Favorite Murder network, yes. like that same network. And um, I had heard a little bit about this case, but now I'm completely fascinated by it. Have you heard about the Tamla Horsford case? No. So it happened and I'm so pissed that like, I don't know about things that happened two fucking years ago, but this happened back in 2018 and it's this case um, of it's this case about this woman, Tamla. She went to like an adult sleepover. It was like her. Oh, my know, God. No, I do know this case, dude. Fuck. What the fuck? Uh, mm. it, it fucks with me so bad. So just to give like a real quick rundown of it, I would highly suggest that anyone that that you go listen to this murder squad. It's uh, Jensen and Holes, the murder squad podcast. Um, and it was, if not their most recent episode, nah, maybe not the most recent, but it's only a few episodes back. Um, and it's about, so it's about this woman, Tamla Horsford, who goes to this, like, instead of, um, instead of going out, her friend had a birthday party and it was just like, you know, they just like all slept over at the birthday woman's house and played games and drank and blah, blah, blah. Um, two men were there. They were like the partners of two of the women, but they kind of like stayed in the basement, um, watching football or whatever while the women were upstairs. And basically, um, the so the one guy his name's jose fucking shady i suspect i don't know he's my he's my number one person of interest if you're asking me okay um so there so the birthday the birthday girl's um aunt also lived in the house so she wakes up the next morning after the party at like um like 8 a.m or something and she sees she sees like someone laying in the yard and she goes like she goes and finds Jose, which I think is like the woman, the woman's boyfriend, fiance, whatever, who lives at the house to go and check on her. And in this podcast, they show they like they you you can listen to the 911 call that Jose makes. Okay. And I find 911 calls fascinating because like I think you get this crazy picture of what happened without even knowing what happened yet yes because because jose this jose guy 
he did not sound surprised that there was this and and he he could see that she was dead like she was like yeah she's stiff like he did not sound surprised to just find a fucking dead woman in his yard um that and and the other thing is there is a balcony but it was a relatively low balcony of only about um 20 feet so like two stories um so he's just like yeah she must have fallen off the balcony like already assuming without really a lot of reason that that she fell off the balcony like there was not blood spatter there was not that makes it, it no sense it didn't make sense and it, he just seemed very very calm like if it were me and i see a dead person like face down in my yard i'm like what the fuck like what is happening you know you even if even if you're not a an emotional person like you have a reaction to that yeah yeah absolutely and the really sinister part of this is that she was the only black person at this party. Of course. So this really like um th- there's this chilling picture that's been like associated with um with this case of her on this big like couch with all of these white women and she's just the only black person there and it's just and not to say that that's I don't, you don't, and we don't know if that's necessarily why, but just the fact that like it has not been given that much attention is really fucked up. Right. Because it's like, what happened here? Like, you can't just say she fell. It doesn't make sense. No, that doesn't make um, sense at all. I'd love to hear the, uh, the, the 911 do you want me to see if I can find it? Yeah. And like, okay, so this is going to, I'm just asking questions because when I hear these things and like, it's easy for us to jump to assumptions when we hear 911 calls and the inflection in people's voices. But yeah, because there, there and there is a ton of like research and, and science around like right. people's reactions to death. And you can't just autom- some people go into shock, some people. Well, my question is, what, you know, did he serve in the military? Does he have a background with any kind of dealing with medical field? Does he, you know what I mean? Like, if he does, and he has dealt with something similar, him being calm and collected in the or void of emotion in his voice is not as much of a red flag because he, you, do you get what I'm saying? I do. Um, and I don't know the answers to any of those, but what, what does it, that still to me, like I could see that if someone, um, if someone like, like drowned or if there's a fire, like you spring into this action mode, especially like if you're a medical professional, blah, blah, blah. But if you're waking up in the morning to find someone dead in your yard, I don't know that like not having a reaction, like a a surprised or like his reaction is very strange to me. So I just see that he worked in the Forsyth County court system. He used his position to access the oh, report from the incident. Mm-hmm. He was like a, a probation officer or something. I'm still curious about his background. Uh, I just mean that like, if he had already definitely known she was dead, like him, him say, I need to hear it to, to get, know what I'm thinking. You know what I mean? Like, well, I found it. Okay. Um, just a, for just a warning for everyone. This, I don't know how graphic this is. 
Um, uh, yeah, if you don't want to listen to it, just skip ahead a few minutes. Um, shit, I don't know. Okay. Art, can you hear that? No. Oh, you can't? Fuck. I don't know how to get it. You might have to pull it up on your phone. Oh, wait, maybe I this. Hold on. Can you hear that a little? Yeah. So this is the ant. All right, 4450 Woodlick Court. What is your name? My name is John Myers, J E A N N E. Oh, okay. And your phone number is 60 and up. Is it still talking? I can't hear it. Yeah. Okay. What's going on? It uh, bleeped out her phone number. Okay. Can you hear, like, can you make it out? Yeah. Okay. Um, we had people over our chat room and thinking most of us went to bed. One of them stayed on the balcony. She was drinking, and we just went out there, outside, and she's going face down in the backyard. It looks like me. I'm guessing maybe she fell off the balcony, but she's sick. Okay, is she breathing? I don't know. I don't know if she's sitting down. Okay. How, how old is she? I'm 41. Here, hold on. Okay, so now Jose is coming on. Hey, have y'all checked to see if she's breathing? She's not moving one bit. She's not breathing. Um, I just try to assess her She's completely face down in the yard. Um, she is stiff. Okay. Okay. Yeah, 
feet would be on the railing. The railing itself is maybe three and a half, four feet. Okay. And what is her name? Uh, I know her name. We can call her Cam. I'm assuming that's short for Tammy or Tamra. Was she there with anyone else? Uh, her name is Cam Forsberg, H-O-R-S-F-O-R-D, for black female. Um, I don't believe anybody was. Uh, my girlfriend has cameras here on the back deck that we can check. Okay. That I think would have caught the incident if she fell from here. Again, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say if she fell from, from the deck or if she was already downstairs. She Okay. Okay. So, what did you think of that? I still, I still can't assess it because to me, he just sounded calm, mm. and I don't like. I don't immediately assume guilt by listening to that. Um, I'm not saying some shady shit didn't happen. Don't fucking get me wrong. Like this whole thing is fucked. I just don't automatically go to guilt from his voice. Um, and I don't because even... everyone does process differently. I don't even mean like that he did it, but I just feel like someone knew what happened. And I, I don't know that I just, I found the cameras didn't pick anything up. Of course. Um, uh, I think, I don't think so. I don't know specifically if, if how fucking convenient it, right. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely not saying that like something suspicious didn't happen. I just like, I'd have to listen to it again because at the beginning it just sounded like he was being calm and trying to give her all of the information. Um, He didn't move the body. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I know, but like to me, it's like, why wouldn't, if I see a dead body or a body, I believe to be dead, like I get, you're not supposed to move it, but isn't your human reaction to like, try to find a pulse try to see if she's breathing like try to help her like try to help this person i mean i think my first reaction would be to call out to that person yeah maybe try and find a pulse but have you seen a dead body yes i mean like in the wild uh i mean i mean no but like i'm just thinking i just don't I, it would be it would be different if I had no idea who the person was, but like this is someone that is at your house. Oh, I agree, and I'm not I'm not trying to like I'm like not trying why? to devil's advocate anything here. I'm just trying to think like in that situation, he was one. He could have been in shock and not known what to do. If someone falls, you're definitely like nobody did like nobody did anything. They're oh no, not a single person. Something like, is fishy as fuck. They were something like, is not okay. They were just like, oh, she looks dead. But the the person on the the dispatcher was like, check their pulse, blah blah blah. Like right, right. And they're like, and he's just like, I'm not sure. And like, no one's doing anything. And I'm just like, it's just very I definitely, odd to me. I definitely think something fucking sketchy happened something very suspicious i just i just don't necessarily know if 
it's all him. No, like that's what I'm trying think, to say. I don't think he could have been trying all, to cover it up for his wife or his girlfriend. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying he could, you he know, knows he knows something, right? Um, but and also just sh- shock is definitely like you know it is a thing. So I I don't know like we'd have to someone I wonder I'd very very interested to hear someone who does analysis of. Well, you should listen to the pod, the murder squad, because um, Paul Holes is he helped find the Golden State Killer and um, uh, Billy Jensen is like an investigative journalist. Sweet. okay. so like they I think they are relatively qualified to like talk about his reaction just based on like what they've seen in their careers. Um, But yeah, it's just I find it very strange and I'll be interested to see because it's kind of getting this case is getting more attention now right um as it should i mean i can't it was obviously very mishandled so it's bizarre yeah yeah and i like i just want to be clear that it's me saying all the stuff about that i like i truly do think something fucked up happened there and somebody knows something it's just really hard to tell by his just because of his voice you know what i mean and like the crazy thing is that they mentioned on that other podcast is that to only fall that distance, like you would have to land directly on your head to die. Like, because it's only, I mean, 20 feet, it's, you'll hurt yourself very much. Not only that, she had a high blood alcohol content. Very. And generally like, so like when you get in an accident and you're drunk, your body, like the reason a lot of people don't die in accidents, like at least what I've always been told is that their body goes limp rather than you bracing because you're drunk. So like you're falling asleep at the wheel or something like that. You know what I mean? Like you would think with her blood alcohol content, she wouldn't have braced for the, for a fall. Yeah. And you know like, what I mean? And even if she, if she landed right on her head, like wouldn't there be a lot of blood? Well, maybe. There's no way to tell that for sure, to be honest. There's just no way. I, if you like crack your head open, though, I don't know. It just seems it just, like they're saying that they barely saw, they didn't see a lot of blood. I would just think if you fell hard enough to die, it had to have been like on your head and it had like. You can hit your head in the slightest way and die, by the way. <laughs> so I don't, I don't want to say that. Like you can hit your head just the right way and die. And there's no blood, but like, I just, just seems there were other injuries. There were other injuries that make me think it's unlikely. I find it like, very, very, like very unlikely. The, there was like a stab to like her ventricular artery or some oh, yeah, shit. And they also mentioned that she had a, there was a bruise on her heart. Yeah. That make none of that lines up with like her falling on her head. Uh-uh. So that doesn't make any sense. Uh-uh, none of that really makes real. nothing makes sense with this. Somebody killed her uh-huh. or some, yeah. Or someone, uh, I don't know. There was like an altercation or something. Right. Well, my mind, what my mind went to was I was reading that she was the only one who smoked uh-huh. and she kept going outside to smoke. Uh-huh. And I'm wondering, like, I, like my mind was playing out like an argument and someone got in an argument with her on the deck over her going to smoke and they shoved, you know, like an altercation happened and she fell after like they hit her or, you know what I mean? Like uh-huh. there's 4,000 things that could have happened. Yeah. It's wild. It's, I'm really, I'm really interested to see like what they, f- what they figure out. Yeah, that's, I hope they figure something out because something isn't, none of that is right. 
crazy, man. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that was a cool padded room. That was a very long padded room. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, yeah, this is like the longest episode we've ever done. I'm sorry, everyone. It truly is. Damn. Was not an intention. Um, I don't have a padded room. Well, we did. Um, we just did like a. We just did like yeah. a conversation of what I do room. have. I just had the weirdest deja vu. What the fuck? Sorry. Mm. Um, let me just shake that off for a second. Um, I do have an animal to offer. Okay. Uh, this is courtesy of Terry. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Terry. Thanks, Terry, for everything all the time. Um, the Chinese water deer. It's also called the vampire deer. That's easier to type. Okay. Vampire deer. (laughs) Oh, it has, it has fangs. It has fangs. Is it not the fucking cutest? It's hilarious looking. It looks like it bought those teeth at like a costume shop. It does. It really, or it looks like, you know how they take jackalopes, like they take a rabbit and put horns on it and call it a jackalope. It looks <laughs> like they did that. That is so, oh my God, that is so The funny. babies are fucking adorable and they're so small that they'll fit in your palm. Okay, now I need to look up a baby. Like precious. Let me see. Oh my goodness. It doesn't look like this one quite has its little teeth yet. I think the tusks are something that come in over time. Probably. But I just sent you the picture of the one I was looking at in case it's not the same one. But they're fresh. So thanks to Terry for the animal segment this week. That was a really good one. It was a really solid animal. Yes, that's the one that I saw too. <laughs> yeah, very precious. I mean, they're just, very tiny. That just looks like a just looks like a regular deer, but then he it's just so little. It's his little his big old teethers. He gets his teeth in. That's there's one of one sleeping in his in someone's hands. Like oh, I see it. Just, yep, just fresh. Like how? Oh my god, I want one in my life. You should do like a babe, like a one of those baby photo shoots, but just have one of these. Just one of those in it. Just oh, like- here's a picture of him with blood on its face. How cute. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. It can eat whatever it wants. That was a good one. That was that was yeah. up there with one of my faves. Yeah. So, so thanks for that. Really appreciate it. Um, you can. I'm sure this is like Photoshop blood because I'm pretty sure that they don't eat meat. <laughs> I wouldn't think so, but maybe it just got yeah. in a fight. Maybe. But yeah. So that was it. Um, check us out on all our social media shit. We got to get the fuck out of here because this is quickly becoming way too long. Real long. Um, yeah. Chardonnay and DNA on Facebook, but that's an and sign. Sorry. Chardonnay and sign DNA. Uh, Chardonnay and DNA on Instagram. The Twitter is irrelevant, but Chardonnay and DNA, if you want to do website, chardonnayanddna.com. Uh, email chardonnayanddna at gmail.com. Yeah. Okay. Okay, bye. Eat glass. Bye.